This week's show is brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts, helping podcasters get their shows off the ground and running at a low, low cost. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com today to get started. Hit up the contact us section, fill out your information, and your show could be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all your favorite podcast platforms in no time. It's professional-sounding podcast production done the right way at a low rate without you ever having to think about any of the production stuff you don't have to learn how to edit you don't have to learn how to get your show wherever you need it to get to all you have to do is sign up with pretty easy podcasts worry about the content worry about being creative and doing your show your way go to prettyeasypodcast.com. Hello, my name is Oliver Luck, Commissioner and CEO of the XFL. We're very excited to start this week sending out commissioner's invitations to hundreds of players that we've identified out of thousands that we've looked at over the past couple of months. These young men, very talented football players, are helping us build our player draft pool. This is the first step in the process of building the rosters that we will see February of 2020 when we launch. This is the future. This is not the past. The new XFL will kick off in 2020. What the XFL is cooking. It's still football, but it's professional football reimagined. This is our moment, our story to tell. This is history begun. This is the XFL. Welcome, football fans. This is the week of August 11th, 2019. This is the road to 2020, and this is the XFL Show. I'm Alan. I'm Vince. And I'm Bryant. This week, free agents were formally invited to be some of the league's first players to join the XFL. It's episode 81 Everybody into the draft pool. And here we go. We have names of players. <laughs> names of players we know will be XFL players. Probably. Maybe. Still a few things that have to happen in order for them to be official XFL players. We're going to talk about it all, everybody. We are only 26 weeks away from kickoff. And it was... A pretty important mile marker on the road to 2020 this week, Brian. It was. We uh, we, we got some discovery from the league and, and player announcements, and we're going to be just a little bit closer to those team names. Still didn't get them this week, but it's it's okay. I, I'm okay with it. I know most people aren't, but I am. And we had a great interview last week that opened up a lot of eyes. I think that, that was probably key to the beginning of this week for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's all about players right now, and Oliver Luck – uh, came out with the video uh, explaining that the league is reaching out to some players that partook in the summer showcases. They put in the work, and the XFL was impressed enough and sent the formal invitations. And now a few things have to happen for these players to become XFL players, but the ball is rolling. Uh, last week was an eye-opening episode, as you alluded to, Brian. Sean Hickey, the offensive lineman, Syracuse uh, offensive lineman was at summer showcases, joined the show and really opened up our eyes in terms of what it's like for the players going into uh, 2020 for the XFL, the perspective that they have, the uh, possibilities that they're, that they face the options. Yes. And the really, really awesome uh, opportunities that they have for their careers. And he made it seem like the XFL is presenting actual financially interesting and exciting career opportunities. Vince, you weren't on last week's show, but I know you helped put the interview together. Uh, what did you think of Sean Hickey's interview last week? Uh, I, I really enjoyed it a lot. As you guys uh, discussed a lot of very interesting insight and a lot of good honesty uh, that you're only going to get from a, from a player like Mr. Hickey there. And I, I really enjoyed, you know, just being, flat out honest and you say you know basically saying if it don't make dollars it don't make sense for these players 
that are looking to get paid to play. And it looks like the XFL is a legitimate option for people uh, in his situation. So that makes it very exciting. It, it, it does. And, and this week we saw some players. Uh, we're going to talk about the names of some players that e- even revealed that they got invites to join the XFL uh, draft pool. A very big week for that. So uh, the players and, and their involvement in on this road to 2020 finally come into fruition. You know, we've had the the summer showcases, but now they're actually becoming involved. They're getting the invites, and they're going to be assimilated into the league. So far, it's been a lot of executives, a lot of coaches, and they're all fun. But obviously, we all love football for the players, which is really exciting. And also on last week's show, if, if you football freaks heard it, we talked a little bit about the personnel on the broadcast side of of the XFL for ESPN and Fox and some names we threw out there and just on social media at XFL show Bryant we really got a lot of reaction because we brought up the name of Chris Long the recently retired defensive lineman son of Hall of Famer Howie Long beloved in a lot of parts of the country a lot of people want to see him join the broadcast team with the XFL we have no idea if that is actually a possibility but uh, fun to talk about and a lot of people seem to be clamoring for personality types like him well it has deep ties with uh st louis so i can imagine that that's probably a, a great spot we got a a message from drew uh or one of our patrons i believe too drew uh telling us how much the st louis community would love him so yes I, I'm, I'm definitely a fan of of chris long being a part of the league I, I, he's a great ambassador he played for the rams i i know enough about him to be excited for him uh, we went over a few names vince if you have any that you can think of off the top of your head that we didn't talk about last week or maybe ones that we did and you want to discuss a little further here's your chance man uh i nobody really came to mind <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever well, watch? We go through all do you ever watch a, a broadcast, Vince, and, and actually know who's calling the game? I, I, I personally, I, you know, I, I, there are some voices that I recognize, um, but you know, a lot of the times I don't necessarily care. Uh, you know, I'm, I, maybe I'm just not listening that closely. I don't know. You know, certain people, you know, make it really good, but. You know, other than that, you know, I'm not really focusing on the people that are really bad or. Do you, know, you think broadcast personalities can enhance the product? Is, yeah, I absolutely. The question we asked last week. Yeah, but I think there's very few people that can do that or have done that at least. Yeah, they're very hard to find, um, but uh, it's fun to talk about. A lot of people have their favorites. They let it be known at XFL show this past week on Instagram and, and Twitter and Facebook, and it was a, a fun reaction to last week's program. But uh, last week we also said, hey, we're hearing that team names might be coming out next week or very soon. They have not, but there is some other. there was some other big news this week, Brian. So we've got a lot to sink our teeth into this week. Well, that's what we've been saying. These team names, they'll come out eventually. we have I promise you that. Um, if you keep seeing next week, eventually one of you will be right. But, <laughs> but really, there's plenty of news out there for us to discuss. Like the XFL announced a few things this week that we're going to talk about. We couldn't even fit everything that the XFL announced this week on today's show. I'll tell you that right now. Football fans, it is I, Bryant. And we just want to say thank you. Thank you for joining us on this road to 2020. In what normally is a slow-paced summer and a long wait for training camp, the XFL has fulfilled the football emptiness that we all feel this time of year. And, well, this is the XFL Show's helping you out as well on Patreon. With weekly bonus content and conversations about the XFL, this is the XFL Show leaves no stone unturned in its coverage of the XFL. Listen to episodes up to a week before the general public and catch our monthly Patreon-exclusive bonus episodes where we go in-depth into a subject surrounding the XFL. Still need more? Well, we got you covered with our weekly This Is Not The XFL Show. Every week, we talk all things not XFL in the world of football. And with college football set to kick off in just a few months, come check out our Top 25 preview as Alan and Vince give their preseason Top 25. Also, coming up later this summer is our NFL Fantasy Football Special, where we will discuss some of the biggest questions surrounding all your fantasy football needs. And, if you can believe it, Jake will take part in fantasy football this season for the first time in his life. Don't wait anymore. If you haven't already, go to patreon.com forward slash this is the XFL show and check it out. There is also plenty of free content there, so you have really no reason not to check it out. 
patreon.com forward slash this is the XFL show and get a first class seat on the fast track to XFL 2020. Yeah, that's for sure. And one thing, though, there are names that we need to discuss this week, not team names, but <laughs> let, 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 let's get into this week's cover, too. And we could discuss some of the names that I'm really interested in because we had a really exciting announcement from one of the XFL franchises on social media this past week. They'll kick us off in our cover, too. Going for two. Go for two and the lead. And they said, drum roll, please. At XFL Los Angeles. Based on your email responses, the inaugural pregame will feature a live band slash DJ. If you want to help shape our XFL fan experience, make sure to sign up to our e-newsletter. That's from the XFL Los Angeles social media account. And yes, XFL LA will be having a live band or DJ week one for their first home game which I think is absolutely fire, Bryant. So good. I'm all about that kind of experience at a football game. And XFL LA's at the forefront of the fan experience so far when it comes to the franchises in the league. I, I really I really wish Jake was on this week's show because he, for sure, 100% would be an XFL LA fan now LA because of this. He, the man loves music and DJs and partying and hard. He would love this. <laughs> this is the best thing to happen. XFL LA is set in the bar way higher than anybody's probably even going to be able to reach uh, become, uh, come 2020. Now, I, I do, I do kind of like this uh, specifically because it's in one of the smaller stadiums. You know, so, I mean, if you got – you know, uh, who's it going to be, you know, Tiesto or, you know, Calvin Harris or Steve Ioki, you know, they could rock that place. <laughs> that That's, that's serious entertainment, a serious experience that you could only get at an XFL game. Well, I'm thinking more along the lines of Kiss or, <laughs> or uh, maybe an up and coming band. I don't know. I don't, all I know is that live entertainment's what it's all about. Live music's really fun. Anywhere you go to me, but also we've seen it work. That's why I'm excited about this, because it is a thing that has actually been done in football stadiums on football broadcasts. The CFL does it. I feel like I'm the guy who always brings up the CFL and I am, but it's true. And Brian, I even got you hooked on the CFL concert series every Thursday night. They have their their Thursday night game at halftime. They do a concert and it's straight fire. It's awesome. I have found so many bands I like by watching CFL football on Thursday nights. Oh, it is great. Uh, Vince, uh, I forget if it was last week or two weeks ago, they had uh, the concert series concert series live in Calgary. And you know how yeah. Calgary is infamous for their country music. It was a great time. I love that one. That was one of my favorites. It is a good, good cool little concept. Gives you something else other than the football. Uh, to go out and have a good time. Another reason to go out there. That's why I love this reason. I, I would have been happy with Coach Moss's uh, playlist playing over and over on the loudspeakers, but live bands is a, is a pretty good. Yeah. I, they could, Well, when I first read this, I was like, is this going to be going on during the game? <laughs> I, 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 when they said DJ, like I suppose that could be the case. But, you know, you know, if you're looking to put butts in seats, you know, I, you know, especially around here, you know how many – you know, tickets have been bought for a sporting event, not necessarily to watch it, but to see, you know, Big and Rich after the oh. game or <laughs> or Cool in the Gang or, or Phil Phillips. You know, that's, uh, you know, that, those are big draws. And so, uh, you know, I could see where they're coming from here. I just thought about this. Imagine Kiss leading you into the comeback period. Like that was the, the atmosphere. How great would that be? Oh, my God. <laughs> it would be good. I, I don't know about during the game, Vince. I mean, it would be cool to just see like some DJ, DJ Steve Aoki being like, Winston the boss just called a pass play? Burr, 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 burr. But I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be happening. But uh, Dead ha- mouse. Halftime. Even if well, these basketball, are- NBA games, they play – Music during the play. Even I if these know. are bands no one's ever heard of, if they're uh, like bands that you know have uh, that are decent and can perform well and entertain a crowd, it's all a part of the experience. Is what you want these games to be for the live crowd. And with this announcement, like 
it's if it's going to be affordable and you're in the Los Angeles region, why would you not get season tickets or at least plan to go to a few games knowing you're going to have a rock in time and see some football? I mean, that's what it's all about on a weekend. Alan, how much better are the wrestling? I mean, you know, full cards on the table. We go to WrestleMania every year. We're, we're wrestling fans here. How much better are the WrestleManias when you hear a live performance is going to be on the card? It, it just adds to the atmosphere, to the excitement. Uh, Pitbull or something like that would be great. But anybody really that, <laughs> that can play decent music is going to be a good time yeah. in an XFL game. Yeah, even if you can't afford Mr. Worldwide, maybe like the, the knockoff version, Rottweiler or someone, someone equivalent. Someone what's what's can- Sean Paul doing? yes yeah get the temperature up in xfl los angeles but if you don't believe me just i'm I'm serious if you have uh, the espn plus you have access to the cfl football freaks watch a thursday night game and you'll see what they're they do pretty much what i envision the xfl los angeles team doing with this kind of deal they have a lot they broadcast it though the xfl los angeles team just announced that this is going to be a part of the the pregame festivities so this probably won't even be televised but having you know music is very important to any kind of entertainment uh or any kind of festivity when it comes to live crowds and i just think this is such a great idea by los angeles and if other teams are going to do the same thing or something equivalent with just you know taking it a little bit outside of football i'm all for that vince i think that's a good idea yeah you got to make it different and you got to make it an event you know for families or or whoever and i think they're doing a good job of that yeah you unlike the you want to make it like you said different unlike the nfl where you go and you gotta you're just worrying about having the right kind of bag and making sure it's clear and you don't have the, (laughs) the wrong kind of the wrong kind of, I don't know, uh, things in your purse if you're a lady or if you're a guy, your your fanny pack doesn't have things you shouldn't have and you want to make sure you get to your seat. Men on the left, women on the right. You don't want to feel like you're going through an airport going to a football game. You want to have fun. So well, I think this really Safety helps. is important. It is. It so is. I, 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 there'll be some of that stuff. And some, <laughs> some of us actually like to hear those announcements. <laughs> women on the left, men on the right. I know you cheer every time you hear that at a Steeler game for sure, Vince, but uh, I, I'm excited for that f- announcement by the XFL Los Angeles team. I know the other teams are planning some things like that as well. So very, very uh, excited to hear what uh, teams in Texas are going to be doing and what St. Louis has planned for the football starved fans. St. Louis. Yeah, St. Louis. Well, to LA. Yeah, but also St. Louis doesn't have to do much. They just really have to say, we have football and people are going to go because we know how badly they want football in St. Louis. But mm-hmm. th- th- this is what it's all about. And hopefully, more of those announcements are coming soon. And, uh, Hopefully some more of this is also coming onto our, our, our cable channels because this was cool to see this week. And it was, it, to me, obvious and blatant uh, hype by the network that will be airing XFL games. But still, I enjoyed it. If you watch ESPN programming at all, this week you did notice that they, they brought up the name Trevor Lawrence in relation to the XFL uh, a few times. And I wanted to bring up on this week's show... Because we heard this on some of their, you know, the the, the pillars of, of ESPN, Around the Horn, and some of their morning shows as well. They asked the question, uh, could the XFL get Trevor Lawrence to play in their league? Talking about, you know, the XFL not being beholden to, to having to wait for players to be so many years out of high school. They could take whoever and bring him into the league. So they bring up Trevor Lawrence, obviously the premier quarterback everybody's talking about going into the college football season, who is a young buck. It's only a sophomore season. So they're talking about him on ESPN's network all week long. Is this just the league's home network drumming up interest on purpose and and throwing it out there just for talking points? Is it wishful thinking or, Vince, is this a real-life thing that actually could happen with a, a little bit of media sway and a, a lot of money out of the pockets of Vince McMahon and the XFL? This is just wishful thinking that, that, and, and drumming up interest. Yeah, that's that's all, all this is. It's just trying to you know create some buzz um, because – yeah. There's no way that you know that this is is actually you know feasible. There, there there's no way that this this would happen. Uh, and and 
you know, all three of us, we're going to say we, we don't watch ESPN that much. But I feel like they're always coming up with ridiculous stuff. <laughs> you, you know, like, like yeah, I don't know. Like, like, are the Patriots the greatest team of all time? Of course not. You know, so, why, you know, why, why even, you know, bring up these? these they're just that's just true, Vince. It's, it's, it's true, Vince. But I will say, you know, we, we, we can always hearken back to the USFL scoring Herschel Walker. If there's precedent like that, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't there a glimmer of hope that? If the XFL is willing to fork out the dollars for a player like that, it could happen. I don't know if it's the smartest thing to do, but I don't think like it. I don't think it's impossible. They're not going to go ahead, Brian. Well, no, I just I don't want to like repeat because we've had this conversation multiple times, especially on this show or even on our Patreon. Uh, but whether or not this happens, I don't think is the main story here, right, Alan? I think, yes, it'll be nice if this happens and, 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 and ESPN maybe is drumming up interest. But I think we can maybe focus a little bit on the fact that the XFL is actually going to be on ESPN and they're going to talk about them all the time. That's what ESPN does. They market the NBA. They market MLB. They market football, mainly when the seasons are rolling because that's what they broadcast. They don't talk about the NHL the way they used to when the NHL was actually on the network. So, Turning on Sports Center in the middle of February because you're a random sports fan uh, in you know in Idaho. Guess what they're going to be talking about? They're going to be talking about the XFL because it's what they're going to be broadcasting. It's what they're going to be marketing, and this is just the beginning of what you're going to see uh, leading up through 2020. That's a very interesting comment. Yeah, I think you're right on the money there, Bryant, for sure. Yeah, and I'm interested to see how much time they do get on on you know a Sports Center or, so, or some of these other shows because. Oh. Like you said, they are going to be talking NBA. That's their their main thing. They broadcast a lot of college basketball, so they're going to be promoting that. Um, but you know, this this is you know at least some weeks is going to be big time ABC. Uh, so you got to imagine that there's going to be some sort of promotion there. Is it going to get as much as those other two? I'm not so sure, but uh, I am interested to see how much time they do dedicate to it. Yeah, I can't wait for the Is breakdowns, the the media analysts, you know, who will put out percentages of what networks like ESPN are talking when it comes to certain sports. We'll see what chunk of the pie the XFL gets, but I will definitely put it out there that I think this is the tip of the iceberg, Bryant. And even if it's this is very superficial, almost nonsensical talk when it comes to the XFL, when it comes to Trevor Lawrence, very big long shot. I don't think it's impossible, but a long shot, of course. But like you said, the fact that they're talking about the XFL right now in August because they know they'll be airing the, the games, uh, just imagine what it's going to be like when we get closer to kickoff and when games are actually going on. It, it's it's very fun to think about that on a national level, the talk is going to increase. We're going to always be here for everybody, but of course, on a giant platform like ESPN, that's where we want to see the XFL get the most shine. And I think they need to do this, and they need to start doing it more, because I'll tell you, this past weekend, I was in Washington, D.C., who is having a team, and I was wearing an XFL shirt, and not one person... Uh, stop me and say, hey, you know, brother, I can't wait for this thing. You know, I thought the people I talked to didn't know. Not only did they not know that DC was having a team, they didn't even know it was coming back. Did you you think that's because you were just walking around the Capitol building, though? I mean, honestly, (laughs) no, I was, you know, I was over in in Georgetown. I was was in the suburbs. I was, you know, all, all over the place. If I'm trying to have a nice little. Uh, dinner with my wife. I, I have to take off my XFL hat. I get so much buzz out here. It's it's ridiculous how, how LA <laughs> well, uh, is, well, is working it. Well, well, X, uh, LA has concerts. We don't know what DC is having yet. Uh, so. <laughs> um, <laughs> here's my last comment on the whole ESPN thing. The, live sports is very different because there's advertising within the games. You know, television. Uh, when you're watching sitcoms or dramas or comedies, anything like that, there's no advertising in the middle of somebody acting out their part, right? But when you're when you're watching a soccer game, a football game, a basketball game, anything, there's always advertisements throughout that game. So that's where a lot of these networks make their money. Going forward, ESPN, if actually not going forward, but looking at ESPN, if you look at it today, they don't really have that many commercials, you know, 
for Outback Steakhouse or for or for degree deodorant, anything like that. They're they're marketing themselves because they can make money the more eyeballs that watch their shows actually during the live broadcast. So it's going to benefit them for them to to market the XFL as much as possible. And having content, especially for for the the streaming services and getting people to you know have have other reasons other than the basic sports center stuff to you, you want to give people as much as possible when it comes to you know diving into your brand so ESPN incorporating XFL into their brand slowly but surely even if it's as ridiculous as the thought of Trevor Lawrence joining the league which we all hope for uh the fact that ESPN's talking about the XFL this past week a very very good thing Overall, I think we all can agree with that. Hey, Brady Exits, Long Allen Ice Tea, and this week it is for the first time, maybe the only time, and, and, and probably the longest time it's going to be you'll ever listen to one episode of Brain Buster Radio. It is BBR Summer Blockbuster Pool Party All Day Long Fun in the Sun, Vin Man. Outside, getting ready for the biggest party of the summer. Yep, it's summertime, and the living is anything but easy, so you got to make sure that you're listening to this one live if you can, uh, because there is going to be just so much content. The show may be longer than actual summer slam. Brainbuster Radio on YouTube's where it's going to be. Brainbuster Radio all day long. Match breakdowns, perspectives of SummerSlam's past, and also great drink uh, recipes from a man called Wired who knows how to make a mean mojito. Brainiacs in his eye, a man called Wired. Long Island, you might have tried my mojito. You've never tried my sangria. This is going to be the biggest WrestleMania, I'm sorry, SummerSlam of all time. <laughs> it's Ooh, the WrestleMania of the It almost feels like WrestleMania, but not even for the reasons that you've said before. Brainiacs, I promise you, this is going to be the greatest SummerSlam party. A man called Wired guarantees it. It's a mysterious guarantee, just like a mysterious third fall, Brainiacs. Find out what it is live on Brainbuster Radio's YouTube or any podcast gimmick out there today. We'll see you this Sunday for the biggest party of the summer, Brainiacs, at the Brainbusters. On Twitter, Instagram, Instagram Junior, and Facebook. Oh, my brother, testify. Now. Let us go into what dominated the XFL week, uh, a video put out by the commissioner, a new uh, a newsletter put out by the league, a press release, everybody getting hyped, and some players getting emails. It, it was a very active week as the XFL begins to build their player pool for the coming draft in October. And if you didn't hear about it, we're going to break it all down for you right now in this week's hot read. Blue 58! Blue 58! Go! Hey, Rick Flair! Rick Flair! Pepper, flip, caliber. Motown, happy, jolly, drunk, buster, Burger, tiger! I think he's got a hound too, Rodney, I think. Commissioner invites are going out. What are commissioner invites? Well, they're basically invitations to free agent players to come and join the XFL player pool for the coming draft. And here's some from the formal press release that came out from the league from Oliver Luck, who said, quote, extending invitations to our draft process marks the next step on an extraordinary football journey. Many of the outstanding athletes who receive a commissioner's invitation will be among the first to take the field in our new league. Proudly representing their fans and their communities, I am delighted to offer them this exciting opportunity. Oliver Luck sending out the emails, invites the players to come join the XFL and be a part of the draft process. And when they accept these invitations, guys, they're going to be incorporated into what is going to be a jumbo-sized draft in October that we're hearing about. They're going to have to sign some papers, not contracts, but HIPAA release forms, consent, the background checks, you know, the, the basic stuff. And they're going to be involved in the first ever XFL draft come October. Exciting stuff this week, Brian. 
This this is what I think people like you and I, Alan, have been waiting for. Player signings, actual movement towards 2020. This is huge. The XFL is bringing in their players. This is what what's their core. And, and this is just the first step. 800 invites are probably going to be sent out in the next few months. Uh, 70 players drafted per team. That is a astonishing amount of players. If you really consider that, what we've been hearing is only 45 are going to be active while another seven or so on the practice squad. Then you have Team 9. That really puts you in that 500 range, uh, maybe maybe to 600 uh, for players. So a lot of these players, are, even though they get drafted, are also not going to be making it to 2020. It, it, this is this is huge. This is a lot of work. That's that that that's what the summer showcases were for. Uh, the AAF didn't do anything like this, and the XFL is is really trying to to emphasize that we are going to take our time and make sure that we're getting the right players, and we're also going to give ourselves enough players to be able to make some decisions here. Looks like some good crisp player evaluation to me, Vince, and I'm liking the way this is structured. And it was a pretty monumental week for that. A lot of players got some happy emails this week. Yeah, and you know, you you guys, you were at several of these showcases, and you know, we've talked to several of the players uh, that have been at these showcases. You know, we've we've been watching from afar how it's how they've been structured, and you know, it really all seems like they're doing this the right way, finding the right guys to put into this pool, so that the the coaches who have, have all evaluated these guys and really gotten a good look at them can make good decisions on you know who they want for their particular teams uh and and i think that is just great i think it's setting up for success for all these teams i'm really excited for this because the xfl is weeding out the riffraff they're not just going willy-nilly into pulling as many players as they can into the league they're actually sorting players out and, and making it a process and Brian, there is some uh, language at the end of the press release that came out that is really telling about how the XFL is approaching this. They're not just signing guys off the street here. Uh, no, they're not. They're they're. Ta- I mean, it seems like you had to have participated in the summer showcases, so it's definitely not just right off the street. And and they're going to take their time. Just because you got this invite doesn't mean you're actually going to get drafted. And until you get drafted, is when you actually get your finalized contract. A lot's going into this. The XFL is giving themselves options, and I think they're not trying to paint themselves into a corner with this entire process. This is why they're going to draft 70 players. This is why, Alan, you have it here total about 560 players that are going to get drafted. With over 800 invites, that's a lot of wiggle room, and and you'll be able to make many decisions rather than having to uh, just be kind of left with whatever you're left with. Yeah, so you're given all the teams options, right? So you're going to be 45 to a roster, and the teams are drafting 70 players. You're getting 800 plus invites sent out over the course of the you know the different uh, calendar dates, the the key dates that we've talked about. You know, we have the summer showcase guys that are mostly getting invites right now, but then we've got September cuts coming up in the NFL. More invites will go out then. And then January cuts in the NFL after the season. Those invites will go out. Also, don't forget, you know, young college players might get some invites in December as well. So the XFL is going to be sending these out periodically. The draft will happen in October. But these teams are all going to have a draft, but also a crop of players to pick from and really form their teams the way these coaches and staffs want to put teams together and come December, you know, we'll have mini camps, uh, a, a big collective training camp come January in Texas. It, it's it's really put together nicely, I think, Vince. The, the numbers also favor the XFL, like we said, wiggle room and an ability to evaluate and pick the absolute best players from, from everybody available to you. Yeah, they, they've casted a wide net and, you know, the... The, the best guys will, will rise to the top to be on these teams when we finally kick off. Uh, you know, if, if there's one thing I really like in life, it's a good draft. And, <laughs> and when I hear oh, that... I can't wait for Vince's big board. Oh, my God. When I hear that 560 players will be drafted, I, I'm, just, I'm just, just... My mouth's just watering. Thinking about all, all these drafts. <laughs> let's let's also be selections. honest. Let's also be honest here because we got 560 players drafted, but 800 invites sent. So 
a lot of the players that get drafted might will will not make these teams, Vince. They might bounce around a little bit around the uh, league and even to but, the outside but, of the league. But there's going to be that many picks, man. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I I have my I have a thirty round fantasy football draft coming up, so this is like the biggest draft year of my life. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for big fantasy drafts. I'm excited for the big big old XFL draft come October. It's going to be exciting, and also it, it's going to be really all the power is is in the league's hands here when it comes to player allotment and who goes where because another uh, thing announced in this commissioner's invitation press release no free agency bryant the league's going to determine where these players go after they accept the invites yeah so i i think i'm taking that as the league's going to determine based on the draft i really don't think the the league's going to start shuffling the cards like a like at a poker game but you're right, no free agency. So, so, so the players are basically going to come in to the league and then they're going to get distributed however the league sees fit. I assume it's going to be with the draft, at least for the first season. Uh, from then on out, who knows? Uh, but yeah, no free agency. I, I think it's, uh, it's what we all expected. It is. It, it, you know, I think I'm going to maintain that the, the tier one guys are kind of de facto free agency to me. I feel like they're going to have, even if it's not announced some say in where they go just because you want to get the best possible players into those tier one slots but everybody else is going to fall kind of in this line where they're going to go where they have to go in order to play in the league and i think the league does kind of hold that over them if we're going to talk you know about uh, talk about this as a league versus player type scenario which a lot of times it does turn into i mean in the nfl you see players don't even like the equipment that they have to use anymore there's always some kind of contention (laughs) going on with players versus the league but in this in this instance vince the league does have i think they hold the power and rightfully so in in determining where these players go but i think that's for the best when it comes to the quality of the play don't you yeah absolutely you know you know you don't guys just thrusting themselves into positions that you know just aren't a good fit for, for what the league's trying to accomplish, you know, they, it seems like they want they want good crisp football, balanced good crisp teams football. With, with coaches that wanted those players to be there. Yeah, I I'm digging that 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 part of this thing with the the free agency being eliminated. It really eliminates a lot of the headache for the league, quite frankly. Um, but we'll see what happens with those tier ones. We'll see what, what where those invites go. Those will probably be some of the later invites, I have a feeling. I have a feeling we're watching a lot of the Tier 1s as we speak, recording this show on an NFL oh, yeah. preseason Friday night. <laughs> well, Thursday nights, really. I, didn't know, I, didn't, I never recalled Thursday nights being the preseason night of the week, but, man, a lot of games going on last night. Uh, Alan, let's talk a little speculation because it wasn't mentioned. What about the tiers? Now, let's talk about this. If the, if the contracts aren't signed until after you're drafted, do you think it, the the tier that you get determines in what round you're drafted in? Um, I don't think so because I think that the tier is going to be based on the demand for just you as a player, regardless of uh, the you know what league. If the X, if the NFL has an interest in you, that bodes well for I think what tier you landed. I, I mean, the draft will say a little bit about this because obviously the the better players are going to be drafted earlier within the league, but I also think that some players might creep up out of nowhere that, that, that they might gain steam co- you know, come the final contract signings. It's a very fluid situation to me. I wouldn't necessarily say the draft's going to determine that, but it will probably be very telling uh, in terms of who goes where in terms of the pay structure of the league. But don't don't forget, the NFL season ends for these players in January. And after drafts, and we'll see players signed, I think we'll probably, after that, end up seeing the top paid players in the XFL get signed to this league. That's so just my hunch. Tier 1s won't even happen this year. You're saying Tier 1s in January. I, it, maybe not all of them, but I, I'm guessing the majority of them are going to be able to play through the NFL season. I just don't know. Technically, you're not a free agent in the NFL until after the Super Bowl, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it, you're not even released from your contract until the season starts for the XFL. Well, a lot of these players, but we're talking about the players that are going to be released out of contract in the NFL in January and taken off of 53-man rosters. That will happen. That, happen? that will in happen. January? Yeah, that will happen right after the regular season. There will be players that are let go. I don't know. It just seems the more and more I think about it, I tweeted out not too long ago that I don't think um, we're going to see all quarterbacks at tier ones. If you have a, a high-profiled wide receiver or running back uh, that is thinking about either becoming a uh, practice squad team, you know, or sitting out the year, are you talking about players you, you like? Are one? you talking about players like Michael Crabtree who couldn't get five no. million dollars for the season this year in the NFL? <laughs> if you want my, if you want a player like Michael Crabtree to be catching plays from Hal Mummy's offense, then yes, you're going to have to offer him a tier one contract. Uh, we, we talked about it on This Is Not The XFL Show this past week, how Michael Crabtree's probably not going to land in the XFL anymore. Sorry, Vince. Uh, but but still, if you want players, your elite players, the, the players that are going to get cut from these NFL teams after this training camp, I think that's where you're going to see most of your tier ones, probably all of them. So you think they're going to be coming within the next few months? By October, I would say. Oh, I'd say by October, we definitely are going to know who are the tier one players. There, there's no way they're going to bring in a tier one player four weeks before the season's supposed to start, and have them uh, and have them. How can you bank on that? Like, yeah, you can't. Right? I, I, how can you bank that a player that's going to be available that you want to offer a tier one contract that that's that much of a game changer uh, going to be available in January? You just can't. You can't. Fix, you can't fix the situation to to fit that need. It's a tough, it's a tough, uh, tough decision to make, right? I, I don't know if this is going to be on the teams or the league when it comes to solidifying those top paid players. Are they, is the league going to make sure that those guys are locked down early enough, or are they going to, are they going to play the waiting game? I, I know you, you're saying you would probably lock them down. I would play that waiting game. It's a risk, but I think it's worth it. You can't afford that risk in season one. You can't. Well, no uh, one's expecting your quality of play to be that great for you to take that risk. Is all I'm saying. It's the maybe of the in season two, when you know that you can afford to maybe have uh, that waiting game, fine. But I think going into season one, it's about the quality of the play, like we just heard Mister Man say, and you're risking that by not having the best players that are available signed in October, rather than waiting to possibly have some other players available in January. Well, I, I may I may side a little bit with Alan here because you know, let's say it's a situation. It's like it's oh. Great. You know, we didn't get, you know, Cardell Jones, but we ended up with Mike Lennon. You know, like at the end of the day, you know, you ended up with, you know, somebody, uh, you know, of a similar caliber and you're going to roll with that those players. Uh, you know, you know, if, if you could add a guy, you know, towards the end, I think they're going to do that, you know, and. So, but wouldn't you uh, want your your top players to be around, being held, molded with by your coaches, being coached up by, absolutely by Pep Hamilton? You, you know that helps the quality of the play more so than getting a better player in January. I think. But what if you want to wait for a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick to play out his last season as a backup in the NFL? Maybe he's got two years on his contract. He's going <laughs> yeah. uh, he'll he'll never he'll. I definitely think Ryan Fitzpatrick will be in the NFL longer than I'm alive. That's probably duct tape and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Those are the two things that'll last the world. Uh, yeah, uh, an Armageddon <laughs> of the world. It's true. Let, let's. Uh, well, well, well. Real quick, before we go into some of the names we've heard have actually gotten invites, Vince, the Michael Crabtree situation, a total tier one type player, a guy you definitely would have to wait until January to sign. What do you think of his situation? Because uh, we talked about it earlier in the week, neither of us think it's a possibility anymore. Especially hearing he wants five million, got offered two and a half to play in the NFL this season. What do you think about his prospects as an NFLer and and as an XFLer? At, at the end of the day, I still think you know uh, somebody in the NFL w- will eventually sign him, uh, unless he's really. You know the the lure of playing for how mummy is, is just so great that. But yeah, at the end of the day, he he's he's going to be in the NFL. I don't know about the lure of play for how mummy. He could have played for, for his college quarterback, and he de- and he declined. So I don't know if that's happening. But um, players like him, fascinating to keep an eye on. 
Um, but those are unknowns. We do know that there are guys that have already gotten invites, Bryant, a whole list of them. I guess most of these guys announced it themselves on social media that they got the invite. That's how I saw it. For the most part, they were retweeting their emails that they received from the XFL about uh, receiving a, you know, their uh, initial, what is this, commissioner invite. I don't know, should we call it a commissioner invite or a commissioner's invitation? I don't know how proper we want to be on the show. The commissioner's, I'll just say their invite to play. The commissioner's <laughs> invitation. <laughs> um, but you yeah, mostly, cordially uh, invited to join the XFL <laughs> in 2020. <laughs> Uh, actually, I'll pull up the, the email that these players are receiving so we can quote it. Uh, but yeah, on, mostly on social media is where I was seeing uh, most of these players being signed. And I'm or not I'm sorry, we, uh, we'll invited. T- we'll take all these players and their social media at face value, Vince. But, you know, there could be some liars out there. But I don't think any of these guys are. <laughs> Just yeah, going out there saying, uh, uh, I got the invite and they didn't. But most of these guys, I'm sure they did. That's usually a high school. Uh, tactic. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, letters well, of intent. Well, with how call even pro, you know, or, or you know, well-run colleges get duped by catfishes and fake players in high school these days when it comes to recruiting. But we saw some players announce on social media that they got the commissioner's invitation, including Brandon Silvers, the quarterback who was most recently in the AAF. Uh, for, I believe, the Memphis Express guys. Yeah, he uh, expressed his excitement of getting this this invitation and joining the XFL. Was at the Houston Summer Showcase and other showcase guys also got the invitation, including Eric Beasel, who was a Missouri linebacker, Marshawn Koprick, who was an Illinois State running back, Andrew Erbys, who was a UNLV center, Marcel Frazier, Missouri defensive end, Brandon Maiden, a Jackson State safety, and, oh, this one's very exciting for us, Vince. Uh, we have uh, Max Redfield, a safety, who played at IUP. That's the uh, Indiana University in Pennsylvania. was at the New York Showcase. I saw him in action. How about that? IUP? <laughs> it doesn't mean I usually party anymore. It means I usually play in the XFL. And a few other names there, Bryant. Got uh, the invites. Uh, and probably more that didn't announce it publicly, but very excited to know that there are names out there that we can identify, and maybe not all of them, but definitely some of them will actually be the first XFL players. Yeah, don't forget, Brandon Silver's uh, won the only overtime game in AAF history, so don't don't, don't sell him short on anything. Does that, make him an a- just... Does that make him an AAF champion, or is that still Steve Spurrier? Well, they lost to Orlando the next week after that, but we'll, okay. I'll digress. Whoops. Uh, all right. Dear insert name here, I couldn't be more excited to extend you an official invitation to join the XFL player draft pool for our inaugural season kicking off in February 2020. Please click here to learn more. Thank you. That's that's the emails that all these players received. Um, this is just, I mean, these invites, invitations started going out. We're recording on a Friday. They started going out Wednesday night. Uh, I'm sure more and more will leak out as the weeks progress. We'll try to up- update the list as we can. But um, there's a lot of players that are that are out there that maybe um, the XFL is eyeing. I- I'd wonder what would delay the XFL in sending out invitations all at once over time. Are they just waiting to see what players are going to be in- available after NFL roster cuts? Uh there's a there's a lot of thinking that I just can't believe. I'm sure Oliver Luck is sitting on an airplane right now, thinking, "How am I gonna? How many invites should I send out today?" And then he sends out <laughs> a handful, based on how he's feeling, maybe his horoscope. I don't know. But the XFL is is being very meticulous on the way they're handling this, um, and and good on them if they feel like this plan is working. It, it I'm trying to remember, Alan. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the AAF just sent out like a tweet. That says here are all the players that are signed to the Memphis Express. Yeah, right? and, and yeah, they basically just tweeted out here's everybody who we got to play, and uh, you know they made sure to just lock up players and get them in there because it felt like they were desperate for players. This feels like the XFL isn't desperate for players. They know they will have their their pick of players. This may, the, the the commissioner's invitation as a concept, Vince. I think makes it just feel like. It, there is prestige and being a part of the XFL as a player, don't you? Isn't that yeah. isn't it a good look at least on the surface? The way that they're marketing this and the the, the acquisition of players into the 
draft pool. Uh, oh yeah, I mean they probably sent out some invites and and you know now they're but not all of them. And then there's people just you know sitting on the edge of their seat just waiting for a shot, waiting for an opportunity. And and it's smart to send out 800 invites because what if some player doesn't want to play because of the helmet that he has to wear? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or he's got frostbite foot. You never know. You never know. But the, the cool thing about this is that the XFL's not the ones tweeting out which players yet, at least. I'm sure they'll say so, so-and-so was invited to be in the draft pool. Keep an eye out for the draft in October. Trent Richardson or someone. But so far, Brian, it's all been any players we've identified, that it's been themselves who have announced that they've got the invite. The XFL hasn't stated which players have gotten invites yet. Yeah, and this is uh, and good on them, right? That this is another step in their uh, return to football uh, to play a game that they love. You know, last week when we talked to Sean uh, Hickey, he he just wants to play. He was already transitioning out of football, but still had that love. But he kind of understood that that it might have been over. And the XFL's given him that opportunity. So these players are proud. They've earned this uh, invitation from the commissioner. And and yeah, tweet them out. Be 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 happy. That your your football career is not over quite yet. It's there's still a light at the end of that tunnel. Yeah, can only imagine what it's like for some of the players who are at the showcases now hearing the announcement of the commissioner's invitations, though, Vince. And now they they are sitting on pins and needles. A lot of them, who I mean, we don't know how many of these things have gone out, but we assume there are some more to be going out and. As a player, after getting Sean Hickey's perspective last week, you got to imagine a lot of these guys are are sweating a little bit. I know I would. It's like you know having a job interview and waiting to hear back if you got the gig. This is a big deal. And and I mean, you know, p- playing professional football, you know, any sport, playing it professionally, you know, I mean, it's, it's a dream for some play for for a lot of people growing up, and you can only do it a finite number of years. Uh, before your body just isn't capable anymore, and you know this is this is the last shot for for some of these guys, and that's what makes it exciting. And it's the first shot for a lot of guys too, which makes the XFL so interesting. All the different stories, as Oliver Luck also alluded to in the press release, the different makeups of players that this league is going to have is going to be, I mean, just chock full of great, great stories. And that's going to be fun, but when it's all said and done, it is all about the football, and uh, we should be seeing some good football players in this league as these invitations go out, guys. And I cannot wait to hear more names come out. I can't wait to see how the league approaches it when it comes to marketing. Some of the players that are going to be a part of the draft pool so far, no one's been identified by the league themselves, but... The rumor and innuendo will uh, start flying, just like the team names, Brian, because now we're going to start also hearing, hey, did so-and-so get an invite? Uh, I heard this guy got an invite. It's going to be fun to speculate on until everything's kind of made official. Because to us, it's not official until the XFL says it. I, I, I mean, with any of these names that are coming out with the invitations. You're right. I mean, we can't put pen to paper at this point, but hopefully we're, we're not being deceived too badly if that's the case. Either way, um, Alan, if you really think about it, team names didn't come out this week, and we had plenty to talk about, and we had to miss some things. There were some media hires that we didn't get to cover. There was a Q&A session out in L.A. that I wasn't able to attend, but it looked great. Uh, so much is coming out with the XFL, and, and, and hopefully... Hopefully they they uh, send out some more of these player invitations because I I hope this list keeps growing because I want to start my uh, my scouting I want to know what player is going to go first what at least in my mind in the XFL show big draft board who's putting it together uh, that'll be Vince Vince is the draft guru he's he, yeah we'll, we'll we'll put something together <laughs> he heard of him, he's hyped for the. 500 plus player draft is going to be amazing in October. Uh, you didn't go to the Q and A, Brian. You, you and Coach Moss aren't having a falling out, right? The two best friends. No, no, yeah, no. Coach Moss wasn't there, unfortunately. It was a uh, our coach Norm Chow was was there with uh, okay. Heather uh, Karatz. Uh, it was a little further for me, and I I was a little across town, wasn't able to make this one. But I'll try to make. It looked like a lot of fun. They had some cool merchandise there. Had a whole setup. Uh, really bummed that I missed this one. I, hopefully, I'll get to go to the next one. Uh, looked like some good fan engagement. They also put out a video of the uh, of the time in Long Beach earlier this week too. Check that out. Uh, you, you'll see Brian, uh, Brian, to, you know me, getting a cool T-shirt from Coach Moss. Um, before we close this week's show, I have an awkward story to tell. I don't know how to react to this as an XFL LA fan, 
Bryant, you tell me what to do. Kind of got our first, you know, inner XFL conflict. My mother recently visited Seattle and she sent me an XFL Seattle t-shirt. I don't know what to do with the thing. Where did she get it? Uh, I, I, she got it at some. They just local have stand-up pop-up shops selling XFL gear that I'm not even aware of. Uh, Why not? I it looks pretty official. I don't think it's a knockoff five dollar outside the stadium XFL shirt that I'm sure will be sold by merchants all over the country. But this was she said she got it at some sporting goods store and she sent this thing to me. It's I'm, I said, Ma, I'm an XFL LA fan, but well, let me get not- Coach Moss on the phone. I'll have him send you a T-shirt right away. Hold on, let me just. It's a man right now. It's a very nice shirt, though, Vince. I don't. I, I should I get? Maybe I'll it's give soft. it away. It's really it's very, really nice. you know, and the thing is, is you know, I was in Seattle, you know, several months ago, and I didn't see you know uh, a peep uh, out of the uh, the X, XFL up there. So it's what good to magazines? know that that it is you know uh, being promoted as it should be. Yeah. Again, Vince, I'm whenever kind of, you're kind of when you're traveling to these places, you're going to like libraries and 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 historical monuments. It's not where people are really talking football. I don't. You shouldn't be shocked if people are talking about XFL Seattle at, at the first Starbucks. <laughs> but I don't drink coffee. <laughs> you should. You should. How are you going to stay hype? If this also, if this XFL Seattle shirt said Sasquatches, Brian, you know I'd be wearing it. Sleeves cut off. <laughs> uh, that at that point, I don't think I could blame you. I really couldn't. Uh, if they were wearing a Seattle Sasquatches T-shirt or selling those already, Alan, I wear it with pride, my friend. I mean, with the San Francisco Demons no longer in existence, Seattle should be the LA's number one rival, right? I thought it was uh, St. Louis. <laughs> no, that's in St. Louis's eyes. We've moved on from them. It's it's Seattle. <laughs> we already the took what they had. What more do we want? You don't go. You don't. You don't. You didn't see. You know the, the original thirteen colonies going back to England to take more. They got what they wanted and they left. And then they were done. They didn't need to mess with them anymore. We got the Rams. We're good. Oh man, I can't wait for the the, the real. Tr- this is all silly nonsense, but the real trash talk will be fun when it actually gets going. Um, but yeah, I got this. I don't. I'm not going to do anything with it. I'm going to let this Seattle shirt just sit on. It's laying on my couch right now. I'm going to look at it. Well, if you awkwardly. ever run out of toilet paper, Alan. No, not. I'm not there yet. Not until XFLLA gets screwed on a pass interference call like in Seattle. Then I will do Never something. Never suing the league. <laughs> yeah, we're not the Saints or the state of Louisiana here. Come on. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, Vince, I just want you to know that next week on the show, uh, the helmet you usually wear on the program is going to be discontinued. We're not going to allow you to wear it, just so you know. Well, if that's the case, I'm not sure if I'm going to be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Rydell and, and shoot and all the helmet makers out there for upgrading for player safety. That's what this week's been all about in the world, world of football. But also, commissioner invitations. Good luck to any players listening, waiting on pins and needles for one of those emails. I've waited to hear back from a job interview before. It's... It's the waiting is the hard, hardest part, as Tom Petty said. But uh, these players are going to be pretty happy when they get these emails, and hopefully, we hear about more names come next week, Brian. Oh, definitely. And, and and if you're not watching preseason football, we didn't get really into it today. But maybe next week we'll talk a little bit about what we think is 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 happening in the world of oh, the XFL yes. that relates to the preseason. Because well, I know, I, I don't think I know Paxton Lynch isn't going to the XFL. He's going to be a Super Bowl winning quarterback with that touchdown scramble he had in the first preseason <laughs> game for Seattle. Oh my. It might be Geno Smith time in one of the XFL cities, Vince. Yeah, I feel bad for that city. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think ending it on some Geno Smith smack is pretty good this week. Uh, you guys got anything left? YouTube. Don't forget YouTube. We we don't talk about it much on this, but we, we splice the show. We dice it. We have the, the interview of Sean Hickey. If you haven't checked it out, it's up there. Individual, separate from the rest of the show. Follow us, subscribe us, tell your friends. I know we say that a lot, but really uh, – 
you know, you're our voices out there. So, so, so spread the word because we're, we're trying our best to, to keep the XFL uh, rolling through 2020. Yeah, spread the word. If you're, you know, at, at the, if you're visiting some presidential library like Vince and you start talking XFL with someone and then they're like, oh, I don't really know much about that and you don't have all the time to get into it with them, just tell them, hey, you know what? Just subscribe to, the, to This Is The XFL Show on your favorite podcast platform or check them out on YouTube or hit them up on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at XFL Show and you'll learn more about the league that way. Just tell them that. And, and all will be good. And, and then eventually Vince will be at one of these these monuments across our great nation and people will be talking XFL with him. But until then, Vince, for your, your journey to Mount Rushmore, I got to say, I don't know if you're going to be talking XFL with people there. Hopefully, though, pretty soon. I don't even know if at Mount Rushmore, if they know about NFL, <laughs> let alone XFL. <laughs> well, for Vince... For Bryant, for all the presidents on Mount Rushmore that uh, really my brain's fried, can't name them all right now. Teddy Roosevelt there? Yeah, Teddy Roosevelt's yeah. up there. Lincoln, Washington. <laughs> oh, we're smart guys. <laughs> <laughs> for my smart uh, cohorts and, and myself, thank you for listening, everybody. And uh, we appreciate you. We'll see you next week. And uh, good luck to all the players again waiting for those invites. This is the XFL show. Remember, they're listening.